The dawn of the boarding school experience for the Native American youth began in 1860, when the Bureau of Indian Affairs established the first Indian boarding school on the Yakima Indian Reservation in the state of Washington. These schools were strategically put in place as part of a well-devised, by well-intentioned Eastern reformers, Herbert Welsh and Henry Pancoast. The desired goal of these boarding schools was to use education as a tool to assimilate all Indian tribes into the mainstream of the American way of life. While attending these boarding schools, Native Americans were taught about the importance of private property, material wealth, and monogamous nuclear families. The reformers assumed that it was necessary to civilize the Native people and make them accept the white men's beliefs and value systems. The first priority of these boarding schools was to eradicate all vestiges of Native American culture. They provided the basic subjects such as reading, science, math, etc. to teach the Native American children how to speak English fluently. The arts would be added to open the possibility of discovering the self-directing power of thought. The Indian youth would be individualized. Religious training in Christianity would be taught. The principles of democratic society, institutions, and the political structure would give the students citizenship training. Carlisle and other off-reservation boarding schools instituted their assault on native, native cultural identity by first doing away with all outward signs of tribal life that the children brought them, brought with them, I'm sorry. The long braids worn by Native American boys were cut off. The children were made to wear standard uniforms. The children were given new white names, including surnames, as it was felt this would help when they inherited property. Traditional Native foods were abandoned, forcing students to acquire the food rights of white society, including the use of knives, forks, spoons, napkins, and tablecloths. In addition, students were forbidden to speak their native languages, even to each other. During a traditional school day, majority of the students had to partake in industrial training. Girls learned to cook, clean, sew, care for poultry, and do laundry for the entire institution. Boys learned industrial skills such as blacksmithing, shoemaking, or performed manual labor such as farming. Discipline within the Indian boarding schools was severe and generally consisted of confinement, deprivation of privileges, threat of corporal punishment, or restriction of diet. In addition to coping with the severe discipline, Native students were ravaged by disease at boarding schools. Tuberculosis and trachoma, otherwise known as sore eyes, was one of the greatest threats the boarding school endured. In December of 1899, measles broke out at the Phoenix Indian School, reaching epidemic proportions by January. In its wake, 325 cases of measles, 60 cases of pneumonia, and nine deaths were recorded in a 10-day period. An 1893 court ruling increased pressure to keep Indian children in boarding schools. It was not until 1978, with the passing of the Indian Child Welfare Act, that Native American parents gained the legal right to deny their children's placement in off-reservation schools. Most Native American parents sought out that boarding schools only for Native American children believed that it was a total destruction to their Native American culture that they have participated in for so long. Meanwhile, some parents were extremely concerned for their children's health and associated the boarding schools heavily with the non-taboo topic of its ongoing cases of deaths on campus. Resentment of the boarding schools was most severe because the schools broke up the most sacred and fundamental of all human ties, the parent-childhood bond.